0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Bible Code. What does the number 28 mean in the Bible? For a copy of the transcripts, please go to www.dnainthebible.com. What does the number 28 mean in the King James Bible? And how does 28 relate to the tabernacle, the human body, and a woman's body? According to the King James Bible, the number 28 means eternal life. The number 28 can be obtained in the King James Bible by multiplication and addition. First, you can multiply 4 times 7. The number 4 is the world, and number 7 for divine completeness. The following way is by adding 23 to 5. The number 23 is defined as death through the first Adam, who was earthy and life through the second Adam, Jesus Christ, who is heavenly. This is found in the 46th book of the Bible, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So either way, grace, number 5, was the divine plan of God, number 7, to save the world, number 4, through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, 23, the promised seed. Let us take a look at Romans chapter 5, verses 20 to 21 for a moment. It says, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, number 23, even so might grace, number five, reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ, our Lord. So now let's take a look at the number 28 and break it down of how it points to eternal life by looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verses 1 through 8 reads this way, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and And a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. There are 14 categories that I just read to you for a total of 28 comparisons regarding the seasons of our lives. Let us look at this passage of Scripture in more detail, and we will cover the significance of some of the words found in this passage of Scripture and how it defines the number 28, but also points to a DNA code. First, let us chew on why there are 14 comparisons. Isn't it interesting that the 14 comparisons are mentioned in seven verses? But there's more to take note of, and I'll point out each of these, and then we'll pull it together to show you what this plan all points to. To everything there is a season and a time time and season they are both found for DNA. Time is found in 23 books of the New Testament, and season is found in 20 is found 23 times in the New Testament. I'd like to take you to the 28th verse in Romans chapter 8. We will go over a word in this passage of Scripture, how it ties into the number 28, but also to DNA. It reads, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. The phrase all things in this passage of scripture in the 28th verse is found in 23 books of the New Testament. Again, the same number as the promised seed. Who makes and the seasons and controls all things? That would be Jesus Christ, who according to the word made all things let's look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 17. It says, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Again, that phrase, all things, and as we saw in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, all things is found in 23 books of the New Testament. But as I mentioned earlier, who made the seasons? Who made time? We saw in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Again, that season and time are also found for DNA. What is also is the word beautiful. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, it says, He had made everything beautiful in His time. Beautiful is found 23 times and in the 23 verses of the Bible. And the phrase everything. As I just read, he had made everything beautiful. Everything is found seven times, seven chapters, and seven verses. It's by divine plan. God has a plan. And according to the Henry Morris Study Bible, if there is anything in this world that is ugly, it must be ultimately contributed to sin. Because God did not make it so. The ultimate plan originally was beautiful. We know the phrase, it is good, is what was repeated during the creation week. In fact, good is referred to when discussing the creation in Genesis chapter 1 precisely seven times. But let's keep building on the foundation of how is the number 28? How does it point to eternal life? Let's take another look into this fascinating number. By looking into Exodus chapter 26, verse 2, there we we will read about the curtain length for the tabernacle. It reads, the length of one curtain shall be eight and 20 cubits, and the breadth of one curtain four cubits, and every one of the curtains shall have one measurement. Here again, we see 28 and we see the number four. Now what is the significance of the tabernacle curtains being 28 cubits, and how does this relate to the human body? I want to remind you of what the temple and tabernacle represented. Let's look at John chapter 2 verses 19 to 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and will thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple. Of his body. Jesus compared his body to the temple. Knowing that the temple represents the body, what might the curtains that contain the numbers 4 and 28 represent? The curtains represent the flesh. Now, how did I get to this as a conclusion? Well, the temple has three compartments the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. The body has three compartments as well the flesh, the soul, and the inner man where the spirit dwells. It is in this inner man the Holy Spirit comes to dwell. Let us take a look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. Again, the number 23, for the body. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. The curtains of the tabernacle had a purpose to protect what was inside like skin protects the body. So let's put this together for a quick moment. How does the number 28 relate to eternal life? Let's put what we know about Ecclesiastes and the 14 different categories and how they are 28 then in total comparisons. We know that the number 14 is for deliverance and salvation. We have seen that the number 28, you can come to the conclusion by adding or multiplying numbers. And those numbers all point to in this world, where will you choose eternal life? You see, God gave us grace through the cross. And five plus 23, five plus death, or five plus life equals 28. You're dead in the first Adam. You're alive in the second. You will spend eternity with him. Or you can look at four times seven. He has a divine plan for this world, and that is salvation. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then we see here that for the tabernacle, that outer sheeting, that is four cubits by 28 cubits, again four for the world. 28, where will you spend eternity? And that outer sheet represents, you could say, the skin. And we see that God, Jesus Christ, compared the temple to his body. And that temple had three compartments, just like we do. But let's dive even deeper about the number 28, how it relates to being born and during our time here, where will we choose salvation? Again, remember, Ecclesiastes, the very first comparison, was a time to be born and a time to die. Was that mentioned first for a reason? And does the number 28 have to do with being born and where we will spend eternity? Well, let's dive deeper because we know that God's creation does not contradict God. It actually supports the fact that he is divine. He has divine wisdom. And we can learn a lot by looking at nature into the attributes of God. The number twenty-eight happens to be the rotating ovulation time for a woman's menstrual cycle. And her fertility phase is seven days. Is that just a coincidence? Well, let's dive deeper. What does the Bible say about salvation for Eve and childbearing? You will find in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13 to 15, it reads, For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. Eve, in order to be saved, it just read, she needed to bear children. Because she sinned and enticed Adam to sin, she had to bear much children. Why did that have to do, how did that have to do anything with her salvation? She had to bring people into the world. She had to populate the earth. They were alive for quite some time. It is estimated that she could have had upward of 70 children at least. The world needed to be populated in order for Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, that prophecy to occur. In fact, the woman is found in 23 books of the Bible. And we read in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, speaking of the serpent and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. You know what's interesting about that passage, the very first prophetic message? It contains 28 words. And it's speaking about seed and bringing life into the world, isn't it? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12, For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things of God. Again, we also, we covered already that all things are found for DNA. It's found in 23 books of the New Testament. But there's another point I want to make. The name David occurs in the Bible in 28 books. Jesus Christ is of the line of David. I have included a link in this study if you would like to learn more about the family tree and its connection to DNA. If you'd like, you can also visit www.dnainthebible.com and just type in family tree. Getting back to our study, What does the Bible say about the line of David and Jesus Christ? Well, in John chapter 7, verse 42, it reads, Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David, and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? This verse happens to contain 23 words. In conclusion, I hope that this study shows you that we serve a very detailed God That points out in the book of Ecclesiastes 14 specific categories and 28 comparisons, starting with a time to be born. And we have gone through that a woman has 28 days through her menstrual cycle, and seven days she is fertile. Divine plan. We read how the first prophecy. Mentioned in the book of Genesis about putting enmity between the serpent and the woman. Between the serpent's seed and her seed. Remember, women don't have seed. Women have eggs. Men have seed. This seed is speaking of the promised seed. That the seed that would be coming, being born. That this verse contains 28 words. And that the name David which is of the line of Jesus Christ, is found for the number 28 as well. What this all points to is is that after you come into this world, this world where seasons and time and all things, as we looked at, are found for DNA the same number as the promised seed, 23. Jesus Christ, orchestrates all of it. And he makes, as the Bible said in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, he makes everything beautiful. Everything was found for the number seven three times. Godhead, divine completeness. And if there is anything in nature that is not right, that is ugly, that's because sin's gotten a hold of it. And we talked about how in Genesis that the word good when referring to the creation, was found precisely seven times. God had a plan. It was perfect. And what was in the world at that time was perfect. And then sin came through choice. Choose today, if you haven't already, who your Lord and Savior is, because eternity is forever. There is no breaking away from it. If you go to hell, there is no hope that you will ever escape your circumstances. And what a horrible condition to be in. God gave his son that through him, you should not perish but have everlasting life. I hope you enjoyed this lesson on the number 28. It's more complex than we have covered other numbers in the sense that it is derived by multiplying or adding. But nonetheless, what it shows is we serve a fabulous creator who is very detailed. I hope you join me next time for another edition of The Bible Code.